This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. One eighty degrees on I am youth. <laughs> Luane on one eighty degrees. Shauna on one eighty degrees. One eighty degrees with Zoe George. 180 degrees on Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of 180 Degrees. It's a lovely Monday and we are feeling lovely, aren't we, Zoe? Yes, we do, as we do every Monday because we have decided that Mondays are fun days. That we have. And now what I'm trying to convince myself at the moment is that I like rainy days and they don't make me feel sad. Oh my gosh, you don't like rainy days? I used to and then I don't know what happened, but I miss the sun. I miss the sunshine. (laughs) That's... I can believe that. I've always loved the rain. I mean, the rain is great and we yeah. need it and we are so hashtag blessed to have it. Because <laughs> yes. I know in the Eastern Cape where my folks are at, they're like, oh, we really wish we had some rain. But I'm sitting over here going, thank you for the rain. Where's the sun? <laughs> <laughs> I get that. How oh. was your weekend? My weekend was, I think I slept it away. I, I finished one exam and then like, I guess I've just been tired since. <laughs> I haven't gotten any energy back. I've was it sleeping. that traumatic? It and not really. It's a module I really enjoy. And I was oh. excited for that exam because I actually like that module. So I don't know what's up with me. Maybe you're sad it's over. That might be it. I was really looking forward to that mm. exam. <laughs> <laughs> I've never said that before in my life. Oh, I went to a drive-by Ooh. baby shower this weekend. Ooh. How does that work? So it's a person's having a baby during lockdown, you know. Yeah. That's <laughs> when you're pregnant, you're a bit of a immunosuppressed. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, you need to not have people all around you. So actually what they did was they got her all dressed up and put out balloons or whatever. And then people brought gifts to the door and oh. then left. Oh, yeah. that sounds like my kind of party. Yes. <laughs> I get that. Uh, that. That sounds fun, though. I mean, you had a lockdown birthday, too. So yeah, did, did your friends come drop off presents at your door? No, but you know what? That was I had fun on my birthday alone somehow. <laughs> it was enjoyable for me. <laughs> Oh, my word. Uh, well, we have got a really fun show coming up. We are talking about something excruciatingly important tonight. We're talking about gender-based violence, and we'll be speaking to Fight Back SA. We are so excited to do this. Go check their Instagram account out so long if you want to get clued in a little bit. Um, they'll be coming on around 20 past 7. But before we get carried away with all the lovely show things, Zoe, we've got a little song coming up. Yes, we do. Now just enjoy Believer by Audio Adrenaline. 180 degrees on I Am Youth Movement. Uh, yes, that was Believer by Audio Adrenaline. I actually really like that song. It's really catchy, right? It it's a was. good way to start off your week. Indeed. So you guys may or may not remember, but about two weeks ago, we spoke to Kaspersky, who does all sorts of cool online security. And they have so generously offered to sponsor a prize on our very own radio show. Ooh. So 
Let me just, you know, read to you what's happening. Do your parents worry about what you do online? Who you talk to, how much time you spend, which sites you visit and so on? Since it's Youth Month, Kaspersky is offering one lucky listener a chance to win a one-year license code to Kaspersky's adaptive solution called Kaspersky Security Cloud. This prize is worth over 1,300 Rand. That's huge. Just the thing you need to help ease those fears. All you have to do to stand a chance to win is answer one easy question about your parents. Which three emojis would you use to describe your parents on the internet? Be creative, original and have some fun. You can go and drop that answer and that description of your parents on our Facebook page. I am Youth Movement. Go check that out. It's really, really cool. Share it with your friends. Share it with some parents. Maybe, you know, some other parents who would like something like this or some other friends who would enjoy this. And yeah, this competition is running until next week, Monday, when we will be announcing the winner. It's so cool. Spread the word. We'll tell you some more about it again later. So, what do we have on the menu this evening? We've got our usual staff, right? Yes, everything is down to schedule. I'm especially excited for the interview. We have What's Down in Cape Town. We have a groovy movie. We have, a, it's very close to my heart, especially with all that's been happening now, the yeah. interview, which is about gender-based violence. We're speaking to Nicole from Fight Back SA, but I'll tell you guys a little bit more about that a little later. And then we have the Bible quiz and a happy health tip. We do want to say, though, you, obviously we all know what's going on in South Africa at the moment, and there's like just... There's a ton of gender-based violence. Now, if you've never heard that term before, great. Stick around for the interview at 20 past 7. We'll be talking more about it and find out. But what can we do about this? Because it is really a problem in our country. If you hadn't noticed, we will tell you about it all at 20 past 7. So tune in for that. If you have any questions or comments, you just want to say like, hey, we're listening and we're having fun in the rainy weather. Please send us a message to 0817291657. That is 0817291657. Shall we head on over to the What's Down on Your Couch? Indeed. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town? Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. What's down in Cape Town? Cape Town! Why, hello guys. Now we're back to the what's down in your couch. As you know, we've had to rework this segment of the show just slightly because unfortunately you are confined to your couch pretty much if you're being respecting, which you should be, the lockdown regulations. So for this week, I decided to stick, point out some really good Christian podcasts as you know, um, there isn't a lot of you can do, but I have found listening to podcasts to be very interesting. Oh, yes, because you can do other things while you're listening. It's not yeah. like a YouTube video you have to watch. Yes, this is something you can mm. do while you're studying. I listened to a lot of podcasts while I was studying. So the first one I wanted to talk about was Living the Gospel by Malinko and her co-host Eunice. Like, this was a very interesting um, podcast that I really enjoyed listening to. And I also... If you have any podcast apps like the Apple Podcast app, which is the one I use for the majority of the time. You or can, Google Podcasts like yes, me. Yes, or Google Podcasts because I know that not everyone has an Android not everyone, <laughs> or not everyone has an Apple phone. You can also just easily find a Christian podcast. Another one would be God-Centered Success with Mia, Ray, Mia Renee Davis. That was a very good one. I feel like... It's very easy these days to find a podcast that you'd like. And of course, you guys can also find this show on a podcast. If you are interested in listening to it, you can either find the show on SoundCloud or you can go to the Cape Pulpit link and you can find our podcast there. There, I didn't want to go into all the different podcasts because I feel like there's just so many to choose from. So if you do want to get into that, and I recommend that you should, just Google podcasts and Christian podcasts and you'll find more than an abundance of different ones you need. Let's just go straight into the groovy movie. 
Zoe on 180 Degrees. Ah, uh, yes, welcome back to the Groovy Movie section of the show. Now, if you're unfamiliar with what happens in this section of the show, we play a clip from a TV or a movie series that you most likely watched when you were a little bit younger. And if you have any idea what film it comes from or series, you WhatsApp 081-729-1657 because we'd love to hear from you. Now, this week's Groovy Movie is from a movie series that I loved growing up. Oh my goodness, I could not get enough of it. I was a little young when it came out, but you know, the third installment came out when I was really, you know, becoming aware of movies and stuff. And I just loved it so much. It's something I really hope you guys watch when you're younger because it's just got such a great message on girl power and just, you know, having the movie was my favorite. The movie that it came from was my favorite movie from the trilogy. So if you guys have any idea what movie series this comes from, please WhatsApp 081-729-1657. I repeat 081-729-1657 because we would really love to hear from you guys about this. It's it's just, oh gosh, it's bringing back the memories for me. So listen up, guys. Music this city makes. Move by the rhythm the gypsies play. Deep inside, it comes alive. There is a whisper that feeds your soul. World so beautiful like a Spanish rose. Feel your hypnotize, that's when you've arrived. One eighty degrees on Radio Cape Pulpit, seven to nine AM. Visit our website now: www.imymovements.co.za. Zoe on one eighty degrees. And we just listened to "In Your Light" by Bethel Live, featuring Jeremy Riddle, and it had such a happy, go, happy-go-lucky feel to it. I really mm. enjoyed it. Yes, it did. I mean, we we're all sitting here, bopping our heads, dancing around. It's Dissecting awesome. the music video was yes. fun. <laughs> so, the groovy movie, the answer that everyone needs. Ah, yes. So, the answer for this week's groovy movie, like you know, you guys already know me. You know, I don't like to keep you in suspense. So, I'm just going to give it to you. It was the song "Strut." from the Cheetah Girls 2 when in Spain and it was one of my favorite songs from the entire series. So that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Zoe just flung her hands around like, yeah, that's all she wrote. (laughs) That's it. And that's all. (laughs) So after we have finished that, it's important for me to introduce our guest today. So we will be speaking to Nicole from Fight Back Essay. Now, Fight Back Essay is a part of the movement against gender-based violence. As you are, many of you will be aware, the, there is a growing rise in just violence against women here in South Africa. Mm, I think there's a growing awareness yes. of, of the violence that has been taking place for a very long time. Yes, which is good because if we're not aware of it, how can we, how can we stop it? What can we do to 
if we don't know what's happening, how are we going to fix yeah. the problem? Exactly. So, yes, we currently have Nicole on the line. Good evening, Nicole. How are you? Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm well. How are you guys? Oh, we are doing so well. Thank you once again, Nicole, for agreeing to come on. It's such a privilege to have you on air tonight. Oh, no, it's such, it's such an honor to, to get to speak to you guys. <laughs> I feel like we should just jump right on in because this is one of those types of topics, right? So what does gender-based violence or GBV consist of? So when we talk about gender-based violence, we're talking about the sexual, psychological, physical, or emotional abuse that is targeted at someone based on their gender identity. When we talk about gender-based violence in South Africa, we usually use GBV to discuss this form of abuse, namely against women and children in South Africa and any other member of society that, that may be otherwise more vulnerable or more prone to being abused in that manner. So that's how we, what we mean and, 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 and what we're talking about when we refer to gender-based violence in, in South Africa particularly. Hmm, so would this also include like members of the LGBT community? Absolutely, absolutely. So we, yeah, we 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 find that they're also one of the most vulnerable members of our communities. So it can range from anyone to an old woman to perhaps also an old man, a trans person, trans woman, trans man, trans child. Um, gender-based violence is, is very much the targeted abuse mm. of someone that is vulnerable. Okay, thank you for clearing that up for us. I'd like to ask, what should one do if they find themselves in an abusive situation? Or how so, can they even, sorry to interrupt you, but how would they even be able to recognize that they're being abused? So, well, those are, those are two very big questions. I'll start by answering the, the first half. What, what should someone do if they do find themselves in an abusive situation? So uh, although gender-based violence is very prevalent and very high in South Africa, we, we still do have a, a lot of resources available for people to make use of if they do find themselves in an abusive situation. And just off the top of my head, um, I would recommend always reaching out to the Gender-Based Violence National Command Center. They have a free hotline that women or children can call for help. There are also many incredible organizations that you can reach out to, like Felisa Bafazi Betu, the Rape Crisis Center. They're all available online across all social media platforms. And, and even our own NPO, um, people can reach out to Fight Back SA, and we will put them in touch with the relevant authorities or the relevant organizations that can help them with exactly the, the particular crisis they're facing. Because... It might be child abuse, it could be domestic violence, it could be a situation of rape or sexual assault. And, and each one of those cases um, needs to be dealt with in a very special manner and by a team of people that know how to deal with those scenarios. So there are quite a few resources available for South African women out there. At, at one, on one hand, I feel like, oh, it's fantastic that we have these resources available and that people can can go to those and be like, okay, I, I'm informed, I can get help. But on the other side, I'm thinking, the reason we have so many resources is because our problem is so big. Of course, and we actually need far more resources. We don't have enough resources. There are resources available, but we don't nearly have enough. And I think the biggest problem we face in South Africa is also the, the perception that the police have on these kind of cases. Yes. I mean, we, we have uh, the, the latest crime statistics indicated 
that we have 114 rapes reported a day in South Africa, but that's that's only the reported cases. Mm. There are a lot of women that are turned away. There are a lot of women um, who who don't even get to access uh, rape test kits at a, a South African police station. So these numbers are actually far higher. So it's great that we do have some resources, but we could really do it far more. So how could we be able to... What are, what are the signs of someone being in a, an abusive relationship and how could we spot that? So this is quite an interesting question. It is easier to spot the perpetrator than it is to spot the victim. Victims are very able to hide the abuse that they are going through. It's very easy to use concealer. It's very easy for signs of violence uh, to be in places of the body that are otherwise concealed by clothing. And just as, you know, psychological abuse in its own, it's not something that you can spot outright. But a perpetrator can be easily spotted out. There are actually um, behavioral characteristics of predators um, that one can use to identify someone who has malintent, whether it be um, of a psychological, sexual, physical, or emotional um, um, guise. So it's it's it, it's very difficult, but but usually if if you are looking to to try and understand, you know, someone, you know, a woman, a child, or a member of the LGBTI society that is undergoing abuse, they're usually very withdrawn. Um, this is something that the perpetrators do. They they um, distance them from their families, from their friends. You won't hear from them as often. Um, sometimes they'll even harm themselves because of the situation that they find themselves in. So if you see any self harm. Um, you know, um, on that person. Again, bruises, which, you know, perhaps are visible, but they say were caused by a doorknob or fingers that were closed in the car door. Um, those are also very relevant. And with children, it's usually um, playground accidents. Children will usually tell you that they fell off the jungle gym or that, um, you know, they fell off their bike and that's where the bruises came from. So it's very important to, to, to look out for these signs, but to also understand that they need to be interpreted uh, in a very expert manner um, because there are kids who do fall off a bicycle and have yeah. a bruise and, you know, there are people who do get jabbed by a doorknob. So it's, it's very complicated, but, um, yeah, usually it's easier to spot the perpetrator than it is to spot the victim. It's really interesting that you say that because I'd actually never really thought about it because I've had people, um, because I work in ministry, they'll ask me, but why don't they just come out and say something's wrong? Why don't the kids just say what's going on? Why do they have to lie about it? And it's because of the, the psychological yeah. abuse with it as well because they are told that they deserve this and that bad things will happen if they if they betray them. Like there, There's this whole thing about betraying your abuser who is telling you that, they're doing this because they love you. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Oh my goodness. And it, yeah. it's it's so it's so convoluted. And to be able to just in one conversation to tell a woman or a child or a man like, hey, listen, this relationship you're in, this isn't normal. This isn't what love looks like. I mean, they're gonna be like, you, you don't know me. You don't know my story. You don't know what's going on. I mean, my dad, for example, who worked as a policeman, he would lock up a man for beating his wife over the weekend, and Monday morning she would be there to bail him out. Mm. And, yeah, that's absolutely that's that's what happens, and it, it's not just because of psychological abuse, but essentially, if you grow up in these kind of scenarios, you know, whether the woman grew up in these kind of homes from when they were children, uh, or the children themselves that are in these situations now, these dysfunctional homes and dysfunctional families. 
this is what they've grown up with and, and this is what they believe is normal. So it's an entirely new field of, you know, in complete dysfunctionality and almost insanity because the, the child or the woman that is being beaten doesn't know, doesn't have clarity on what, what is right or, you know, how you do deserve to be treated and what your rights actually are because you've been conditioned from such a young age to accept this as being normal. Mm-hmm. And I think that that also speaks very much to rape culture in South Africa. You know, mm-hmm. the, you know, boys are taught from a young age that they can do and say and behave however they please around women. Because and boys will be no, boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Boys will be boys. There's no repercussions. I mean, you can just go to any mall and see any child from any background um, you know, running around playing with a sibling and then hitting their sister, and and the children and and the parents will just say, oh, you know, boys will be boys. They're just being boisterous. Mm-hmm. But that's you know, if 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 a three year old play hits his sister, and we're not even able to call that out, then you've got to understand how how invasive these kind of thoughts and and this kind of conditioning becomes mm-hmm. when children or women live in situations of extreme abuse. It, it takes years and years and years of therapy to even begin to, you know, change the perceptions of, of you know, what, what these women or these children do deserve and the happiness and the love and the safety that they do deserve. Mm. It's so important what you're mentioning because it comes back to parents. It comes back to how um, how we are raising our children. What we're teaching them is okay and what is not okay. Now, I mean, my daughter is 10 months old. <laughs> so, you know, there's not much going on at the moment, but I, I am so aware of the type of conversations I'm going to have to have with her in just a few years. And um, I follow a lot of mommy blogs and like um, child psychologists on Instagram. It's fantastic. They're such good resources. And one was actually saying we need to just change the the language that we have around it. Like if you are smacking a child, you, you, you're smacking your friend and your friend starts crying, you got to be like, listen, they don't like it. So please stop. Their crying means that they don't enjoy it. And when a boy pulls a little girl's ponytail, not to mm-hmm. tell her, oh, he's doing it because he likes, he likes you. you. <laughs> like, no, if she's crying like, hey, Timmy, stop, you know, pulling Sarah's hair. She doesn't like it. Like that doesn't convey love. So to, to teach our children, listen, from a small age, there is a certain way that we go about. <laughs> mm, it's so true. It just reminds me of whenever I randomly am on Facebook or randomly (laughs) randomly or i'm in a conversation with someone and we're speaking about this and someone who is you can tell they've probably never been in this situation before and they almost try and blame the person in the who's being abused and that makes me so angry like my blood literally boils thinking about it because they don't i don't think they realize just how much has what is happening behind the scenes like obviously this person is being abused because they've been manipulated by their abuser Mm. and also they think that this is normal perhaps a lot of people have a very unconventional idea of what love is nicole have you found in your work recently um that that people seem a bit ignorant like they don't they don't engage they don't confront these things because it's just become so normalized I think I, I think it's definitely become normalized from um, an early childhood development point of view. We're finding that there's quite a lot of action and reactions when you know we're looking at pictures of battered women and grown adults and adults who find themselves in the situation. But you barely find any content on you know talking about you know young boys and positive masculinity classes for young boys, consent classes for young boys. 
And I think that this should be a huge part of the conversation because we're not going to affect any change if we don't re-educate the boy child mm-hmm. at this point in time. And that is a, a monster class that South Africa faces at the moment. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think people are talking about it enough. Mm-hmm. No, you're very right. That's actually very true. So obviously we can't be the parents to everyone and be teaching all these children all these things. How can we effectively approach someone who is a who we think may be a victim? I think the the best way to go about it is to do so from a very non-judgmental point of view. You've got to understand that someone who finds themselves in this situation, a, a part of themselves has has decided to to be in in this position. There is a you know, whether that choice was made, you know, because of a dysfunctional family background or a a mindset that has been altered by perhaps drugs or perhaps a condition of of deep emotional psychological damage, you have to find, you have to understand that this person finds themselves in the situation and this is their reality. Their reality is that the situation is normal. So coming at it from an angle of, I think you're being abused and it's wrong, is not going to perhaps affect the change that you're going to want to see for this person. And it's usually a loved one or someone that we care about or someone that we know quite well. So I think the most the, the most effective way of going about it is to begin from an empowerment perspective. And it's not to outright say, listen, I think you're in a situation of abuse. But to rather share, you know, links to literature or, you know, Instagram pages, Facebook pages of a really, truly empowering um, uh, pages that have content on them that will help this person, you know, begin to remove themselves from the conditioned mindset because what they're going through is normal to beginning to think, wait, maybe this is not what it is meant to be like. And it's one of the safest ways of beginning to alert someone in their own way and bringing them to their own realizations in their own accord. Another great way of doing it is by, you know, linking these people also to all of these incredible organizations that are doing all of this amazing work. Um, you've got, as I mentioned earlier, the GBV National Command Center. You've got Silisa Abafazi Betu in the Western Cape. You've got the Red Crisis Center, which is nationwide. And again, Fight Back SA as well, which, you know, are, are all um, platforms which people can reach out to. Even platforms that support GBV platforms are safe spaces for people to begin to engage with and to begin to question whether their reality is a is a healthy and a safe one or perhaps somewhat dysfunctional in its nature. Um, you could even point people out to the Embrace Project. They're on Instagram, Facebook. They also have a, a website. And they have incredibly empowering content um, for women. And they've even broken it all down to easily understandable uh, legislative levels as well. You know, what are your rights? Mm. What are your rights as a woman and as a child in this country? What do you deserve? So those are really easy ways of bringing someone into the self-realization that, you know, they deserve better and that they can be empowered and that there are ways out of these situations. Yes. Thank you so much. That was, I'm so glad that all those resources are available. I would like to ask what exactly is the vision and mission of Fight Back SA? So our NPO, what we do is we, we strongly believe in empowerment and in preventative measures. We also believe in immediately changing the gender-based violence statistics um, without having to wait on government or or anyone else to spring into action. So essentially what, what we do is we believe in empowering women by teaching them self-defense entirely free of charge. 
We also provide the women that do all of our self-defense workshops with free deterrent mechanisms like pepper spray. We don't think women should have to pay exorbitant amounts for pepper spray. I think if you go to the Cape Union market, it's about 300 rand for a what? can of meat. Yes, it can be very expensive. So we believe every woman should have access to a deterrent mechanism entirely free of charge, and we're not going to wait for government to step in and do it. So what we do is we teach incredible combat-style self-defense, how to disarm a gun to your head, how to disarm a knife to your back, to your throat, how to get out of a chokehold. Um, if a man is on top of you and choking you, how to get out of that situation, how to defend yourself, how to disarm and entirely immobilize the attacker. We even teach all women and children how to either break an elbow or break the ankle of their attacker. These are all things that will easily heal in a hospital, but a rape or a murder, that is something that you can't take back. That's something that you can't fix. So by teaching women these skills free of charge, we're immediately enabling women to change the outcome of a violent situation and thereby hoping to bring down the rape and murder statistics. If we can empower a woman with the skills they need to turn an attack into a, a, a situation where they defend themselves, as opposed to allowing an attack to become a rape or to become a murder or an abduction or a kidnapping, then we've done our job. Hmm. I love that. How did Fight Back SA come to be? So Fight Back SA was conceptualized about a, a year and a half ago. Um, I was working in Parliament at the time, and I was doing uh, research for um, spokespersons on crime and policing. And I was, at the time, following the Courtney Peters case, I'm sure you'll remember the, 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 yeah. the Courtney Peters case's yeah. Tiny little girl who was, um, with, yeah, she was, she she went through absolutely horrible trauma and she was found in a field close to her home. And I was obviously following the case and writing about it. And I thought, you know, I just, I just wish, I wish with every bone in my body that the women of this country could take their safety into their own hands. I wish that we could fight back. And I remember writing it down on a piece of paper. I just wrote down the word fight back. And um, what ensued after that was six months of trying to find ways of immediately changing the statistics. And um, myself and a, and a team of other very incredible committed human beings decided that self-defense was, you know, making self-defense accessible to some of the poorest, most underprivileged, most dangerous areas would be a great way of changing the statistics as quickly as possible. And, well, now, now, we've, now it's become a, a, a whole movement on its own. Oh, I would like to ask if there is any way that the listeners who are listening in can help and like support the NGO, NPO. So, so we do have a, a bank account with SMB. We're also registered with SnapScan. Um, our website is www.fightbackinsay.com and we've got all of our, our details available online for anyone who wishes to make donations. And Something that's absolutely amazing is that it only costs 10 rand to put one girl through a self-defense workshop. So a single, a, a single thousand rand donation is enough to teach a hundred girls how to defend themselves. Wow. So that's, that's pretty amazing. Um, other ways that we can be supported is, you know, if people just follow us on Instagram and Facebook and, and support the initiatives, share the initiatives. Sometimes we advertise events and we just need, uh, you know, we need the word to get out there, you know. We need people to share that these workshops are taking place in Lavender Hill and Danoon and Kailicha so that we can have higher and higher attendance rates. Um, we've also got a wonderful partnership with the Embrace Project. 
there at the moment. They've just started something off to support gender-based violence organizations. Uh, we, we are one of them. So you could even go and buy yourself an artwork and put that artwork up in your home and you'd be contributing to the fight against gender-based violence. Oh, that's lovely. There are so many ways to do it. I mean, there is really no reason not to. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It's become so easy to, to not just, you know, contribute, but to be a part of this movement and to feel like, you know, you're really contributing and you're really a part of something. And it is, it is truly the most incredible feeling. Nicole, thank you so much for coming onto the show. And uh, I mean, your passion is, 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 yeah, we, we can, I mean, it's right over the phone. We can, we can, we can feel it. So thank oh, you so sorry. much. For no, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, we, that's, this is the, this is the type of energy that we need to get this thing going because, because this has been going on for so long and we need to spread this further so that people can know what's going on and how they can stop it. So please also go check out Fightback SA on Instagram. They've got a fabulous page. They share all sorts of resources and news going on there. Really do go support it. And yeah, Nicole, is there anything else that you would like to share before we say goodbye? I think I'd like to share that. I know, I know that a lot of people are very concerned with gender-based violence in South Africa right now. And I know that there are a lot of people that are experiencing a lot of pain. But we can change this. We absolutely can change this. And all it takes is for each of us to stand together and link arms. And I can promise you that we are going to see changes with regards to what is happening to our women and children. We're going to see changes, and we're going to see changes because we're all working together, regardless of who we are, where we come from, what our backgrounds are, how much money we've got in our pockets. It just takes all of our voices to be combined for, for real change to happen. And, and there's... There's something wonderful in that. There's an insane amount of positivity and, and joy to be found in that hope. Oh, thank you once again, Nicole, for coming on. Your your passion, like, it's making me feel more inv- invigorated just, like, hearing you speak about <laughs> this. Thank you, thank you so, so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for having me and, and for supporting us in your own way. Thank you. No, thank you. This was a pleasure. But, yes. We'll Enjoy speak the rest to you again sometime. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Bye. Oh my goodness! I mean, it's such a it's such a serious issue, right? Like it's such an intense thing. But this is what we need. We need people to get talking about it. We need mm-hmm. people to know what's going on and to be able to not only protect themselves but also to inform other people. Very true. It's mm. very necessary, and that's the only way we can defeat this evil. Shall we listen to a quick song just to take a bit of a breather and then head on over to the Bible quiz? Yes, we are going to listen to Ferd. Verumte Lieve by Francois de Beer. There we go. That's, that's a pronunciation. <laughs> 180 degrees on Radio Cape Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. And welcome back to the Mystery Bible Quiz. Zoe, what song did we just listen to? So we just listened to Fur Om to Lieve by Francois de Beer. That's nice. That's a good song. Yeah, it was a very nice Afrikaans song. Like, I didn't really understand what was happening, but... Had a good time. <laughs> had a good time, you know. <laughs> so if you're new here, you might not know what the Bible Quiz is all about. And basically, it is exactly what it says. We ask you a Bible Quiz question and then you play along at home. You're welcome to send us the answer if you feel like sharing to 87 or you can just play at home and wait for the answer to see if you were right or not. Now, tonight's question is obscure. 
and I say it's obscure because I wanted to, uh, that's literally what I googled, I googled the word obscure characters in the Bible, because <laughs> I'm like, let's shake things up a little bit, right, because all the questions we ask are always like, oh yes, no, I know exactly who that is, so no, <laughs> tonight is a toughie, why, because we just spoke about gender-based violence, and this story just oozes gender-based violence, so, let me tell you, there are two ladies, their names are Sifra and Pua. I would like you to tell me who they were and what they did. Mm. Mm-hmm. And you'll find the answer in Exodus 1, verse 15. Ooh. Okay. So the Exodus should already tell you what the context is, right? <laughs> the book of Exodus. But yes, so you can go Google that or go read your Bible, Exodus 1, verse 15. Who were Sifra and Pua? If you have trouble spelling that, I'm sure Google will know exactly who you're talking about. I can about. tell you the Afrikaans spelling, which is S-I-F-R-A and P-U-A. P-U-A. Yeah, there you go. The way, the way you'd think it was spelled. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go on to the happy health tip, just to give people a bit of a chance to get their Google fingers going. 180 degrees on I Am Youth Movement. Follow us on Facebook today. I Am Radio. Health tips. How to be happy in your health. It's not just about being healthy, it's about being happy. Should be quite interesting. Chocolates are the true source of happiness. Well, welcome to the Happy Health Tip, where we talk about all things lovely and healthy. So this week's health tip is something that has been truly life-saving for me this entire lockdown and a little bit before then, but this is when I really started to do it. So, you know, there's like a lot of fad diets. It'll be like, you got to cut this thing out. you got to drink a lot of orange juice or like eat kale for breakfast. I don't know. Mm. I don't know the fad diets are. I don't follow them. Mm. But they're like, where's these wonder cures and whatever? And it's, ugh, it's just not worth it, right? It doesn't work. If you're on them right now, I can tell you, please stop. It doesn't work. So the tip that I try to incorporate in myself, I'm like, listen, how can I change up the way I eat and the way I exercise? And I started up with the way I eat. And I said, perhaps I should, instead of taking out things of my diet, I should add things into it. Yeah. Good things. So <laughs> chocolate. Chocolate, yes. And instead of just normal chocolate, perhaps dark chocolate. Yes. With some nuts in <laughs> Yes. Oh, look at us being healthy. But not just that. So my what so what I eat today, I have oats for breakfast pretty much ninety percent of my life. I usually have some form of starchiness like a baked potato for for um lunch and then Bruce will make beans and like a really good stewy kind of thing now in winter for dinner so what i do is for my breakfast i add chia seeds mm. and flax seeds which are both high in omega-3s that we don't get in because we don't like fish and most people also don't get it in because we don't eat nearly enough fish I or what other places people. you get them in so you know just a tablespoon of flaxseed a teaspoon of chia seeds delicious it's really good for you. And then f- for afternoons, I like to add some flaxseed oil because I still haven't had enough omega-3s. And flaxseed is also just truly beneficial. It's one of the 12 things on the um, Daily Dozen that Dr. Gregor talks about to get a more balanced diet. So I add some flaxseed oil onto it as well as green leafy things such as baby spinach, which adds some crunch. Oh, I also like rocket mm-hmm. or normal spinach. I do like rocket mm-hmm. and spinach. Most things are good. So, I mean, you have like, let's say you have a, a sandwich, like yes. I had for lunch. So instead of it just being a sandwich, I'm like, let's put on some leaves. Yes. <laughs> oh, you know, they really add something to it. They do. And I mean, it makes it pretty as well. Yeah, that's so true. And food that looks good 
Most Usually of the time, yeah, I mean, I won't say always, because mm -hmm. those chefs know what they're doing, but then I'm like, mm, that that muscle's not calling me, hey, mm. it's yeah, calling I the sea. <laughs> <laughs> and then for dinner as well, I make sure that if there aren't a lot of vegetables in it, I'm like, let's put a few vegetables on the side. So I like, I like to keep my diet the way it is, but just adding things into it. I also unsuccessfully tried to make date syrup. Date syrup yes so that's a sugar alternative so instead of oh. just having plain sugar you get like the syrup which is made from dates which you can make by soaking your dates and then squishing them and then cooking them i may have overcooked it because it turned into glue which <laughs> like got stuck in the jar and then bruce is like maybe we could melt it in the microwave because i tried to melt it with like hot water around it no so we put it in the microwave and then again we were overzealous and overdid it and it exploded in the <laughs> microwave and my microwave little glass plate thing is currently soaking <laughs> in, in the dish in the, in the dish area yeah it's not great but date syrup you know if you like sugary things don't stop having sugary things just pick you know more fibery deliciousy sugar things i'd have to find a different food i'm not crazy about dates don't I don't get them. Maple syrup is apparently cool. I don't really? know. Honey, like, honey, go for honey. Honey, mm, okay. <laughs> Maybe you just don't like sugar. No, I love sugar. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Maybe mm. I'll try honey again. But ah, we okay. don't have a good relationship. Well, that's it for the health tip. Shall we give them the Bible quiz answer? Yes. By now, you should be able to Google it or read your Bible really quickly. So, Sifra and Pua were midwives. Uh. During the time where the pharaoh was like, hmm, these Israelites and their babies put me off. I don't like them. And he basically went into an ethnic cleansing. And all infants under the age of two little boys were to be, well, drowned or murdered. Basically just, you know, going around killing small children. Um, and... This is also, you remember Moses being put in the basket, you know? So yeah. his mom. So, but Sifra and Pua were two midwives working in that time. And they're like, this pharaoh is messed up. This isn't okay. <laughs> like, our whole thing is bringing life. We're not going to, you know, kill them. And they were actually ordered, like, listen, kill the babies upon birth. Mm -hmm. Make sure that the moms don't make it. But what they did was super sneaky. They'd say that they were rushing to the Israelite women's aid to help them give birth and then murder their babies. But, oh. When they got there, the baby was already born. The Israelite women were just so strong and so amazing that they gave birth before they had a chance to get there. God's chosen people are yeah. what? Am I right, guys? No, I mean, obviously they were lying and they did help out the moms. They were midwives, oh. but they lied to the pharaoh and said, sorry, what can you do? The babies are already there. Mm. Whoops. <laughs> just like, oh, next time. Yes, and these are two obscure and amazing women who stood up and rebelled in the most incredible way, protecting new moms and new babies and new life and protecting God's people. Mm. Women are so powerful. I know, right? <sighs> Woohoo! <laughs> what an empowering episode of 180 Degrees. Before we head out, we must tell you again about this competition that we are currently running with Kaspersky, which is this amazing thing. We can win a one-year license to one of their most incredible products valued at 1,300 Rand. Now, on the Facebook page, unfortunately, there's a little bit of a typo. It says it ends the 6th of June, please. We're already at the 29th <laughs> of June. Obviously, it's the 6th of July. <laughs> but if you didn't know, now you know. You have one more week to go enter, and basically what you have to do is you go and get give us three emojis that describe your parents on the internet now i can only imagine what three fun emojis you will come up to and you stand the chance to win a one-year license to kaspersky's online security system 
valued at 1,300 rand. So make sure you go check out our Facebook page, I Am Youth Movement. Go check it, go follow us and go sign in, go enter. We want to see one of you guys winning and we'll be announcing the winner next week on air. Can't wait for next week. And this has been 180 Degrees. Signing Signing out. out. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.